The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, in about a week and a half, 17 of us are going to be making our way up to Lake of the Woods for our 10th annual SPD Outdoors Winter Fishing Retreat, where we will experience a time of fun, faith, fellowship, good food, and always great fishing. So perhaps it is only fitting that today, on the third Sunday of Epiphany, we have a little bit of a fishing story. <laughs> By the way, I still have three spots open for the fishing retreat. If you're at all interested, please see me after worship. It's always a good time. So the Gospel of Mark begins like an alarm clock going off in the early morning. The reading that we heard just moments ago is filled with a deep sense of urgency and a deep need for action. In fact, the very word immediately occurred twice in just seven short verses that we heard just a little bit ago, and it occurs a total of 27 times in the Gospel of Mark. So today, surrounded by this immediacy, this deep sense of urgency, we find Jesus on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, where he comes across four fishermen, Peter and Andrew, James and John, and he immediately calls them to follow him. Now, Truth be told, Peter and Andrew, James and John were less than ideal candidates for the work at hand. They were not students of Scripture looking for a teacher that they can follow and learn from, but rather they were less than. They were often considered to be on the very margins of society. Socially, they were insignificant. They were fishermen. Fishermen who depended on the sea for their livelihood. And yet, with a less than stellar resume, a less than fitting resume, Jesus still called these men to come and help fish for people, to leave their work, to leave their family, to leave their sense of belonging, 
to leave their very current identity. Now, what Jesus teaches them is not a course of study. He doesn't teach them about the course of study, but rather a new way of life, a new identity. He teaches them how to live, and this transforms everything. Jesus will make them become fishers of people. And in this moment, we see the disciples as more than a task at hand. We see discipleship as a new identity. Jesus will make them fishers of people. That is who they are. So as people of God, we too are called to do just that. We too are called to fish for people, to share the good news of God's love and grace with the world. And like the disciples, through the work of the Holy Spirit, we too are called to share this good news and fish for people. So what does this metaphor look like? Let's take a look at that, shall we? After all, at the most basic level, fishing involves some sort of form of trickery or manipulation or deceit. It requires tackle that looks like something and acts like something that it is not. It requires bait. And from what our children said, apparently chicken can be used <laughs> as bait. But there is also, right, the night crawlers and the shiners and the leeches on the end of our hook or a perfectly tied fly on the end of one's tippet. We all have our bag or box of tricks. I'll have mine in just a few weeks up on Lake of the Woods. And we all have these that are designed to mimic the behaviors and the appearance of something that they are not. And yet, when we lure the fish in and they take the bait, we set the hook. Now, it is often when we hear these images when we hear these images of fishing for people, that some way this metaphor doesn't always work if we view it within the context of fishing in Minnesota. Because whenever we hear anything that involves bait, well, that's probably not a very good metaphor. Think about it. Most, if not all of us, want nothing to do with being deceived, with being manipulated or trapped or lured into something. None of us are going to respond to the bait and switch tactics, and we shouldn't. However, this morning, my hope is that we can understand that this is where the metaphor of fishing for people changes. The fishermen on the Sea of Galilee didn't use bait. They didn't have a fishing rod, and they didn't have a Hills Brother can full of night crawlers waiting to use when they went out to fish. Rather, they used nets. Now, from my own personal experience of fishing with a net 30 years ago when I was studying abroad, it was the least exciting fishing trip I have ever been on because I literally did nothing. Well, with the exception of bringing the net into the boat the next morning, but there was no manipulation. There was no deception. The fish were just caught. And that's how nets are used. Now, the truth is, when we think about being caught, 
that is often surrounded in negative connotations, right? Because none of us want to be caught going too fast behind the wheel and get pulled over. None of us want to be caught doing something we know we shouldn't be doing by our parents. And so this idea of being caught sometimes causes us to wrestle a little bit with that because we think about the negative and the punitive. And what I want from you this morning is to really think about this idea of being caught as positive and transformative. In fact, if each and every one of us, we were caught by God in the waters of baptism, when we were claimed by God as God's beloved, when we were sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And so having been caught by God, And that now becomes our new identity, more than a task, more than simply checking things off as disciples of Christ, but rather part of our new identity. We then are to share that good news, to cast those nets of God's love and grace out into the world. In fact, When Jesus approached Peter and Andrew and James and John and said, follow me and I will make you fishers of people, Christ is teaching them many, many things. And the truth is, Christ teaches you and me all sorts of wonderful, beautiful, powerful things. Christ teaches us how to fish. And how does he do that? He teaches us how to fish by learning how to love, by learning how to forgive, by learning how to pray, by learning how to serve, by learning how to live, and learning how to follow. Christ teaches you grace. Christ teaches you compassion and caring for the least of these. Christ teaches us how to live in faithful community. All beautiful things with no deception, with no manipulation or no trickery, just a real, authentic, faithful, and transformative way of life. This morning, in the Gospel of Mark, we see this deep sense of urgency this need for action. And my hope and prayer is because you have been caught up in the nets of God's love and grace and mercy day in and day out, that you can respond to that need with that same sense of urgency, that same sense of immediacy, and go out and cast nets of your own. Nets of love and grace to the people around you in this world because Lord knows we all need it. Let it be so. Amen.